How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Luke Goosens and Ross Cutsforth this week. Today, today we're going to talk some Game of Thrones. We're going to talk this Batman casting. And then we're going to finish up with a review of Ad Astra and discussion. So if you haven't seen it by the end, just cut off and come back to it. Okay, first, so this is something we didn't talk about in the last pod because we wanted to wait until Ross was back. And this yeah. is about the Doom of Valyria rumored prequel. So this is like some information that came out, I don't know how many months ago, a while back, but we just have never talked about it. And I decided, hey, we should just talk about it because we've been talking about all these other prequels. So this is the rumored prequel from Max Borenstein. He is the writer of Godzilla. He did King Kong. He did King of the Monsters too. But that I'm not even going to give that all to him because I think that was more the other director for the shit that we didn't like with that one. Yeah, And this one's titled Empire of Ash. It's a prequel series set leading up to the events of Doom of Valyria, which for listeners who don't know, that was the massive super eruption which destroyed the Valyrian Freehold in like a single day. Pretty much wiped out all of the dragon riders, except for maybe some that were kind of outside of that realm. But even after they wiped everyone out, all the other dragon lords ended up getting slaughtered in the events that happened after. Which what was that event called, Ross? Oh, the Century of Blood. Either that, or some of them tried to go back and conquer Valyria again, and then they just never came back. Yeah, there was one guy named Arion or something. He had a fat army too, thirty thousand troops, and he tried to go back to Valyria, but then his whole army disappeared, including him. Because whenever you go back to Valyria now, shit happens. Yeah, I think it was. Uh... Yeah, it was Arion, you're right. Yeah, dude was never seen again, though. There was a couple people that did that, too. Tom the second Lannister, and he was, I don't know, he was hot-headed, and he was trying to go get glory and shit. He's an idiot. Yeah, he lost their only Valyrian sword until they got Widowmaker and uh, Oathkeeper from Ice, but... So he went across the sea to take that shit back? Yeah, he tried to, he was like, oh, we can go find out all their magic shit and try to conquer tame dragons and stuff and we could rival the Targaryens and damn that would have been that would have been the worst time to try to take that over because that was when everyone it was just a huge power struggle yeah but no one was really fighting over Valyria or maybe best time I don't know dude because isn't that when the Dothraki then started just slaughtering everyone yeah but they started going west they were going into the free cities they they attacked Kohor and um Lis, I think, and a bunch of other places like that. But Valyria is further south of there, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Dothraki weren't really messing with it. Yeah, they might not even got that far for a little bit. Yeah. Do you see the Bibles? Or not see them, but do you see what that guy wrote about the Bibles that are made for this already and how far along this already is? It's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Let me uh, Let me finish up the details on that, too. So, yeah, so the story, it's going to center on... I assume it won't be super... How far back do you think it's going to be, Ross? It's not going to be like into the wars that happened before. It's more going to be right before the events, right? Doom of Valyria, probably like the 20 years within that. Yeah, I, I doubt it's been into the Giscari Wars or anything, but I would say... Well, the Targaryens left, I think, 200 years before the events of the Doom of Valyria. There was a bunch of... They left 12 years before. 
My bad. They they uh they established Dragonstone two hundred years before the Doom, but that's not when uh, the Targaryens left. Yeah, they had they've had Dragonstone for a minute. It was like their western outpost of everything. Yeah, like their western, not really capital, but just yeah, you're right, an outpost. Yeah, that was just when they established it. Yeah, so 12 years before. And this story is supposed to focus on three political factions. One would be the Sphinxes, the Young Dragons, and then the Freeholders. And in the report, it said that there will be a major point of view character from each of those. Don't know where the Targaryens would factor into that, but they said the Targaryens would be a factor in this story too. Yeah. What was interesting too was that they said the story was going to be a third to half of it was going to be centered in Sothorios, which I was really surprised about. Well, I'm not super surprised because the Valyrians did establish outposts in Sothorios too. I think they were the only one of the only empires to do that. But I I wasn't expecting it to mm-hmm. like or to have that big of an influence that country. Yeah, and for the listeners who don't know, that's kind of George R. R. Martin's version of Africa. Yeah, and the main city there that got established was Zamatar in. It's right at the head of a delta at the top of Sothorios, where so delta is just where all the rivers uh, runs into the ocean. And at this point in A Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones or whatever you want to call it, Zamatar and all of those outposts, because I think there's four cities that are established in Sothorios and they're all abandoned because of the disease. And there's these people called the Brindled Men and they just come in and fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a shitty place to live. The Brindled Men? Yeah. In A Dance of Dragons, uh, Daenerys, I think, has one of them fight, or she watches one of them fight in the dragon, in the pit, in, in a marine. What's like their abilities? Are they just badass humans? They have really thick, They kind of, or they have thicker skin, way thicker skin than a normal human. So if you were to try to cut one, it wouldn't cut them the same as a regular human. And they... They're not quite as smart as regular humans. They're kind of Neanderth, like a little bit like Neanderthals. Huh. So some caveman boys. Yeah, kinda. It's what it, they're described as, and I think they're cannibals too. Oh, so they fuck. eat other humans. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're crazy. Yeah, and another cool detail on this is Miguel Sapochnik is rumored to be attached to direct the pilot. So they're pretty. If if yeah. this actually happens, they're pretty far along with what they want to do with this. And like you were saying, Ross, they have a whole bible of stuff that they plan to develop with it. And they want to go at least five seasons with this one too. It'd be a longer story. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I would be more excited for this one than I would be for uh, the long night. Just because this one has more, I don't know, of a story of a backstory already there to work with. And it's got more of the things that we're used to in Game of Thrones with the dragons and the Valyrians and the political intricacies and stuff. Whereas Long Night's not going to have that that kind of politicking. It's going to be more about smaller nations warring against each other. But it's not going to be about, I don't know, the political game. I, I agree with some aspects. I think, yeah, with this, you're going to have more political because there's not even like a real king. It's kind of everyone, all these dragon lords are vying for their own power. And it's working towards this magical event, just like in the TV show with the Doom of Valyria. Yeah. But I do think that the Long Night show that's going to have, it's going to be kind of the same thing, right? Aren't we thinking it's going to be all these political factors, 100 nations, and by the end of it, how does it get from 100 down to 7? So there's got to be something that's crazy shit that's going to happen in this story. I think that's what they're going to show in this one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become the Seven Kingdoms until Aegon. So it's not going to show that. 
I do. Well, before that, it's even nine kingdoms, and why isn't there twelve at one point? So they got to get it. They got to narrow it down eventually. That's changing all the time, and yeah. But we'll see. I think it's going to be more about just the life of war and surviving in a kind of state like that, rather than the politics of backstabbing and you know. Uh, I think we'll see. I think Jar Jar Martin did say something about it being there will be the political aspect of it too, but okay. a lot of war. Yeah. yeah, a lot of war. There's going to be yeah. a war for sure, just with all these nations. That's like his specialty too. He's good at balancing politics and backstabbing kind of things. And the dynamic of the children of the forest and the humans are allies at this point too will be interesting to see because there was a lot more of them, at least until the Andals come over. Yeah. You mean once? Oh, with the first men? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this? I think we got everything on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention that Valyrians at this point, they had a population of at least 300 dragons. So a lot more fucking dragons. Oh, yeah. It's going to be badass. <laughs> I bet I bet it'll start maybe, yeah, probably you're right. Probably like 15 years before the Doom. Yeah, because even, dude, it would be so hard to show even all the wars and how they took over, how the Valyrian Freehold formed. That would take, because yeah. that happened over thousands of years. Yeah. Five, I think it was 5,000 years. I wrote that down. Before the Doom, the Valyrian Empire lasted 5,000 years. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> That's an empire right there. Okay, anything else? Moving on? No, I'm good. So big news came out this week for the Batman with some casting news. First, Westworld's Jeffrey Wright got cast as Jim Gordon. I It said Commissioner Gordon, but I think... Luke, we were talking about this the other day. If it's the long Halloween, he'd have to be captain at this point yeah. earlier on in his career. So if it's Commissioner Gordon, then they're not, I don't think they're going to be adapting the long Halloween. So we'll see. But so anyway, he's cast. He's a good actor. I'm totally okay with it. What do you guys think? Or, or Ross, at least, he'd watch Westworld. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. I, um, I don't know. I feel like people aren't really getting as outraged at this. As they were about Ariel or anything. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I saw some. There was a few saying that you're casting per, like predominantly white characters as, as a black person. But who cares, dude? This guy's a great actor. That, that, yeah. that shit doesn't matter at all. The pers- apparently before that, they were trying to get Mahershala Ali before he got swooped up to play for Blade by the MCU. He's, he is a good actor. Yeah. It could be an interesting take. Yeah, so no problem with that. I would rather them just create a new character, but I don't really have, I don't think it's that big of a deal because he's a great actor and I think he'll do a great take on the character. Create a new ca- yeah, character? Yeah, how? Like if they're going to make a new character because that one has, I don't think Commissioner Gordon has ever been black before, but. I don't think he has, but why, so you're saying you'd want to create a new character for Jeffrey Wright? Well, yeah, that's what I would prefer over everything, but I mean, he's already... He's a great actor, and I think he's going to be fine in that role. It's not that big of a deal to me. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You guys seem silent about it. Do you disagree? Oh, I mean, for me, i just saying, yeah, I think whoever is the best person for the role and the rumors that they were going to cast a black person for it have been going around for a while, especially with the Mahershala thing coming out, too. So I don't have a problem with it. They're talking about casting Two-Face as a black guy, too. Doesn't matter for me. It's whoever is the best best character, you know, or best actor for this shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anything else on that? So then another news, Jonah Hill is reportedly in talks for a role. It's either, there was like a lot of confusion when the news first dropped because at first it just said a villain. Then it came out and said it's going to be the Riddler. Then a next report after that said it's down between Penguin or the Riddler. Neither side, neither side on this, like WB can't decide what they want to do. He can't decide what he wants to do with it. 
And on top of it, he asked for $10 million for the fucking role. And for example, Robert Pattinson, he's getting less than $5 million to play Batman. Jesus. And yeah, and like Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker role, he's getting $4.5 million. So it's, it's like, dude, that's a lot of money to ask for, for one. And if it's the long Halloween and you're doing kind of this detective story, like we've been thinking and what it's been hinted at, how big of a role really is either the Penguin or the Riddler going to have in this, you know? Yeah. I feel like if it's the Riddler and it's a detective story, he's going to have a big part, right? He will. I think the Riddler would have a bigger part in this. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, it's going to be an ensemble cast of villains. So yeah. Rogue's gallery. He's gonna, yeah. So he's not going to have as big of a part as if it was just him facing off against Batman. But maybe they'll do like a hush storyline. That would be sweet. Do you guys ever see that Batman hush? What? Um, it's a storyline where Riddler just disguises himself. He wraps his face in bandages and he calls himself hush. And so, I don't know. He's just fucking with Batman. Yeah. Is that a TV show or is that a comic? Uh, it's an animated movie. It's oh, mm-hmm. pretty damn good, actually. Well, dude, it's it's probably based off a comic yeah. run. Oh, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah. with that one. But, yeah. When has Jonah Hill been a fucking, I don't know. I can't see him as the Riddler being a serious bad guy. He's always been the just dingus, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the Riddler was, well, so who played the Riddler in the past? Jim Carrey? Yeah. So... Probably wouldn't be as goofy as that shit. But I'm talking. But the Riddler's got mastermind. You know, he's always playing tricks and puzzles. Someone like, um, fuck, who's the dude that uh, played Scarecrow in uh, Batman Begins? Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. That dude would be good. I wish he hadn't played. I guess he still could because it's separate. I like him because he's more. uh, Yeah, different universe. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor because he's a good actor and he's more serious. I don't know. Yeah, I think I could see Jonah Hill. Doing this, I couldn't. Yeah. Joe Hill's just the idiot. <laughs> Two-time Oscar nominee for what? Right. Wolf of Wall Street. For as what was the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street? He's the dude that said, "Hey, let's throw midgets into a fucking Velcro into board. a Velcro <laughs> wall." Like, come on, dude. And Moneyball. That was the other one. I, oh, I didn't see Moneyball, but still, dude, come on. Ooh, that's a great movie. Moneyball is a little more serious. Yeah, definitely. But have you seen Maniac? Maniac. Maniac was what got me thinking because in Maniac, he plays, it's kind of this trippy uh, dream sort of world thing. And in it, he plays four or five different versions of himself. And he plays like a depressed guy. He plays a really eccentric character, plays kind of like a gangster in it even. So that that was the show for me that showed, made me think, okay, he has some range. It's a show? It's a TV show on Netflix. Carrie Fukunaga directed and wrote six it. Six episodes. Yeah, six or eight. Yeah. I think Jake Gyllenhaal would be pretty good too. As the Riddler? Yeah. yeah, dude, he could be. I don't know if he would do another comic book kind of role after Spider-Man. It's, he said that it took him forever to do a comic book movie because he just had to really care about the character. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Nightcrawler? Movies? Yeah, that's the one I was, I was thinking of. I can't remember the name of it. Nightcrawler. He's fucking weirdo in that. Yeah. I mean, he's played some weirdos in a few of his roles. Donnie Darko, yeah. There's that Netflix one earlier this year. I can't remember the one where the fucking paintings come alive and shit. Oh yeah, uh, it's Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, he's played. He's played some fucking weirdos. So that would be a good one. But I think I'm okay with Jonah Hill and Matt Reeves has been apparently eyeing him for around a year now to get him into this shit to see if he could get him in there. Yeah, I'm definitely okay with Jonah Hill. I thought he. I think he's a great actor. Okay, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then do you guys see this rumored shortlist from a month ago with Jamie Foxx also was in 
talks for maybe the Riddler and Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, see, oh, I can see Jamie Foxx as the Rid- as a Riddler because he's like kind of smooth talking, but he's also smart as fuck. Yeah, and he's got that a little tiny bit of crazy side he can let out. You know? Yeah, I'd be down as fuck on Jamie Foxx as a Riddler. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or who was the other one? It was Giancarlo uh, Esposito. We're going to see him oh. in The Mandalorian, but he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was Gus yes. in Breaking Bad, huh? Yeah. I can't remember what role he was rumored for, but that might have been the Two-Face one. He's really smooth talking, too. I love the sound of his voice. It's like silky smooth. Yeah. So like even toned and just, it's crazy. So some of these these villain roles, it, it, like this shit gets me excited because I felt like that's what they're going to have to do is get some really heavy hitters as you're supporting, as your villains for this with Robert Pattinson being your lead. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with the Batman role. Could be amazing. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. As of lately. His shit lately. Yeah. It's a lot like the Heath Ledger cast for the Joker to me. Just somebody you wouldn't... Pe- the Most people in the public wouldn't expect to be good in that role, but is low-key a really good actor and I think could kill it. Yeah, he's a great actor. Christopher Nolan wanted him as Batman at one point. He said it wasn't for him. Yeah, I think he was just, he had his eyes set on the Joker character, but yeah. Yeah, that was that was a role that people were not happy about at first when it was cast, oh, and look what he did with it. People hated that at first. We'll see, though. Yeah, we'll see. Try, so then, there's probably more casting info. I know that Catwoman's probably going to be in this movie, so that's going to happen soon, too. It's a big role in the, the long Halloween storyline, too. So more on that when it comes. Who do you guys want to see play Catwoman? You, you guys got anybody? How about Anna de Armas? Blade Runner 2049 girl. Oh, yeah. Do you think she's fierce enough? Think she has that spunk? I think she could be. I never, I didn't really, I couldn't really at first never see Anne Hathaway with it. And I thought she did great. So yeah. just bring her back. <laughs> you good with it. I won't be pissed about that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm blanking, honestly. I was just going through a list in my head. The rumor is supposed to be some ethnicity gotcha. for that role. We've already seen Halle Berry, though. That's not a big deal. No, yeah, yeah. For, no problem with that either. That's why I said Anna de Armas, she's Brazilian. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, maybe, oh, I can't think of her name. MJ from Spider-Man Far From Home. Zendaya? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zendaya. Hmm. I could see that. I don't know. Are they allowed to cross over? She might be too young, though. Jeffrey Wright's going to be, he's going to be the voice in What If of, what is that, The Collector, Ross? Is that his role? Yeah. Or The Watcher. The Watcher. The Watcher, that's it. It's not The Collector. The Watcher. So, yeah, they do some crossovers. Yeah. I always think that that was a rumor that you couldn't do both. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's for recognition purposes. You don't want to have someone be... Or they probably have contracts. If they're a huge role in the MCU, it'd be hard for you to then jump over. Well, I think most of their contracts are just for... Like, you can't do movies during this period because we need you for filming for Marvel movies. Taika Watiti, he's going to be in The Suicide Squad. And he did. He directed Thor Ragnarok. He's been a character in the MCU, and he's going to direct another Thor movie. So I don't know. Maybe that was ruled earlier on. It doesn't feel like that's as big a thing going as of lately. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on this? Do you guys want to talk about these the Warner Bros. Aurora shooting stuff, or should we just skip it and go straight into Ad Astra? Uh, I don't have too much to say. I don't like have their quotes written in front of me. I just, I think it's all kind of bullshit. It's a fucking movie, you know, just. Oh, I know, dude. People take shit so fucking, I mean. Yeah, I I kind of, I agree with Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I think it is something to take seriously because people are dying, but I don't think that 
you should censor your art and live in fear of stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was perfectly said. I, this stuff reminds me of the whole video games or what's causing gun violence. And then they're going to say a movie is ca- causing it. It's just, yeah, calling a movie dangerous, that's absurd. And I don't think anyone's going to think the Joker is a good guy, right? He's a fucking villain. Yeah. For real. I was looking at Todd Phillips' quote and I agreed with it. Just that. What did What did he say? He was just saying, no one's asking you to, you know, feel you have to be on his side or anything. He's just saying, look at this story. And it's a story about not being loved, not being nurtured. And we're just trying to make you empathize with where he's coming from and see where he's coming from. But you don't have to be on his side or you don't have to agree with what he's doing. But we're just showing him as a human, you know? Yeah. It's just a story. It's a movie. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someone asked Joaquin Phoenix about this the other day too, and he walked out of the interview. Just, I mean, probably just getting asked about it so much all the time. Probably, yeah. And the same response every time, dude. It's a movie. You should know better what is good and what is bad. That's it. Yeah, he said that too. He was saying how he thinks that. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. He did say that, right? He said it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So nothing more on that. Okay. So next, we're going to review Ad Astra. So if you have not seen it. Log off. Get go out see of here. It. Or don't see it. Whatever. Don't listen. Get or spoil yourself. If you want to. You don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Say fuck it. If, if you if you want to say fuck it, say fuck it. Yeah. Okay. So can I go first on this one? Yeah. Get go crazy. Go stupid. Okay. So add Astra. I thought the movie overall. I thought it was solid. I thought the vi- visuals were incredible. The cinematography, especially, it was the same guy who did Interstellar. Same dude. Shit was awesome. And I really thought that they captured just the coldness and vastness of space. And it paralleled really well with how Brad Pitt was feeling isolated. What was his character's name? McBride. And just how he Little felt Roy. to other people. Yeah, Roy. Roy McBride. <laughs> Brad's character was named Brad. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> just a Brad. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So then, <laughs> no, no, you're all good. And I really liked the color aesthetic. Aesthetic. Uh, that was also really done, really well done, especially on Mars. This, this, the shots on Mars when the woman was walking through the out, like the hallway, and just when he was in his room and they were showing all those Earth colors. And I, I feel like, dude, you would have to have that shit to live on that kind of planet, especially if you had been to Earth and then you're just on this shitty red planet where you can barely breathe the air. No one really there. Yeah, pretty deserted. Yeah, when she walked in. Wasn't it a desert or something? And then she walked in the room and then it turned to like an ocean kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. With it, was, fi- it was switching to a bunch of cool shit. There was fish swimming around. Then there's one in a big grassland with birds flying up in the air. Just a bunch of stuff from nature, basically. Yeah. Just a bunch of really cool shots. And Brad Pitt, his acting was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, the scene where he was calling his dad and just the emotion on his face. It's like, holy shit, dude, this guy's on a tear this year with his acting. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones, I thought, did pretty good with what, you know, little bit he had. Yeah. He came off as a fucking douchebag dad, deadbeat, thought he did oh well with God. that. When he was talking to him about how he didn't care about him or anything. Such he, a dick, yeah. dude. Was fucked. I, I was, yeah. Took a lot for Roy at that point to not just be like, fuck you, dude. I'm like, it's time to go, Dad. That's what he was trying to get him to do, though, was just to leave. Yeah. Saying all that shit. But I'm sure he really did not fucking care about anyone at all. Oh, this no. was his whole no, life goal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and 
yeah, there's definitely a really strong message about living for, I don't know, one purpose, one goal, and just living in solitude versus having getting help from people. And I'll talk more about that later, though. Yeah, well, we can talk about it now. I really like that message, too, that he was going to become that person. He was going to become his dad if he didn't realize. And I think that helped him realize right then that you need people. You can't just be alone in this galaxy, yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. I, I like that message, too. I just thought it was a little... A little bit heavy-handed as sometimes, at times. Yeah. And then, so, going on, um, the sub, the world building was great, too. Just then the commercial flight to the moon. Yeah. Just yeah. the weaponry. That's the shit that will happen, I feel, if we do go and do a settlement on the, on the fucking moon. It's going to turn into like a Vegas kind of outpost. Yeah. Wild West. Yeah. I don't know about the wild... I'll get into that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I thought there's just the technology and just it just felt re- very realistic to where we could head as a uh, civilization. world civilization. Yeah. yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And the laws would definitely be a little loosey-goosey up there. Yeah, for real. I mean, the thing is, what fucking resources did they say in the movie what they were looking for? I don't know. Oh, on the moon? I, I, the only thing I came up with. Something. Yeah. The thing that I came up with in my head was for the reason that they would go to the moon then Mars was just because the moon has way lower gravity and no atmosphere. So it'd be a lot cheaper to fly long distance or do long distance um, traveling via rocket ship from the moon to places instead of the earth. Yeah, that was one of the things is I wish they just explained that maybe they, they made some technology that was able to turn either something in the moon into a resource because it's just... If it like if it was a real resource up there, we'd be trying to get to it right now. Yeah, that's why I came up with what. Well, there are real resources in asteroids, and we we don't go there. It's just too expensive to go into space. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Like, dude, <laughs> the first person to mine a fucking asteroid is going to be a trillionaire or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And the space tower from Earth, just that scene where he was falling down to Earth, that shit reminded me of a uh, Mission Impossible Fallout that fucking diving scene. And for me, I, I, I can see why people would think the movie was boring if you were going in expecting this crazy space fucking action movie. But for me, I thought I was, I never felt really bored. I thought it kept going at not maybe, okay. It could have gone a little quicker, but I wasn't bored. You know what I mean? I thought that there was enough stuff that happened throughout to keep, to keep me engaged in the movie. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I thought they, they paced out the action pretty decently. I don't, Maybe a little bit towards the end, but for the most part, it kept me entertained. Yeah, and the fucking space monkeys did not expect that shit. I I did not know what was going to happen at them. I was thinking dude, I was alien. Like, what is it? I know, dude. I was like, what is about to pop out? Yeah, right now? when his body was yeah. convulsing, I was like, oh shit, some parasite. Like, what the fuck is going on? And my my first immediate thought when I saw that shit, I was like, okay, this is a stealth prequel to. Uh, Planet of the Apes or something. That was <laughs> that was my first thought. So I was thinking Fox. I was like, is Fox Fox owns Planet of the Apes? That was what I thought. And then I was like, okay, no, this is a this was a biology ship or something like that or a research ship. Yeah. So then I just worked through it and I was like, okay, that makes sense why they had animals. They're probably testing shit on these things. And then one of those fucking space whatever those Surge. waves or whatever. Yeah, surges happened and then their cages got unlocked and they went crazy. Yeah. And I thought it was a good connection to the monkeys when he said that part about how he felt used by the government and like the monkeys probably felt the same way he related to that rage. I thought that was a good 
um, connection. Okay, that's what, yeah, I wasn't really sure why that was even in there, to be honest. But I guess, yeah, just the monkey's rage comparing to his own, to the baboons. You mean just why they even had that side adventure? Yeah, that whole scene. I just figured it's another effect of just this crazy space. What, what were they called again? What? The space command? Space wave. Oh, the wave oh, shit. Oh, the surges. Anti-gravity surge or something. Yeah, the surges. Dark matter surge, yeah. Yeah, I just figured that would, that whole event was a side effect of that kind of shit somehow. So I didn't have any problem with that. I can see why if people might not have, might not have liked that whole scene, but I thought I was okay with it. I just wish I would have explained some of the science better. And then... One other thing I was talking with Christian about after the movie is I wish they would have established connection between him and his dad more. You know, maybe had some scenes earlier in the movie kind of because we were talking, comparing it to Interstellar and how Interstellar starts off with Murph and uh, what's Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's character's name in that? Can't remember. I can't yeah, okay. remember. Well, you know how they start out together and they form a bond and the movie grows him together and it grows up on and then they get separated and then it kind of makes you you're invested in that character relationship whereas this one i'm don't really care about the dad at all you know yeah but you're not supposed to really care about the dad i don't yeah i never gave a shit about that guy it's about this dude and even if you didn't have that connection to your dad it's still your dad and you want that connection it's still kind of a lot of suspense you're waiting for him to meet him what's he gonna be like what's the real story you yeah know? for me the whole time i was like fuck when's he gonna meet him what's he gonna be like when he meets him you know i was thinking that too but i just think it would have been a little more heartbreaking when he was saying all that shit about not caring about him if they would have already had a bond dude, that sucked. i was like damn if my dad said that to me i would be like fuck you dad <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, but that's because you know and love your dad. You know, you have a relationship with him. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it was so sad to fucking see that, you know? Yeah, good point. I think he must have just known that his dad was fucked up and there wasn't going to be really anything nice said to him. The only real connection was when he tried to call him back, but they cut him off because he sent back a message or something, right? Yeah. It could have been nothing, though. You could have just told him to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) That was... That was bullshit, dude. That that's fascist shit. They're not even showing him the message after he just. I I mean, that's not a problem with the movie. I was just pissed at that com- corporation. Yeah, that they used him like that, and just not even tell him the whole truth. Yeah. It's crazy. Bunch of fuckers. It's fucked. Yeah, and then so I had some critiques too. And my first one for me, I really liked the whole moon pirate shit, but I was also at the same time, okay, why is a moon rover less protected than the Mars yes. rover even? I was thinking that same shit. What the fuck? <laughs> and and why are government soldiers or just officials going from this base to their other base not more protected if they know that there's fucking space pirates out there who are being paid by other governments? And I did, dude, I don't know, man, that I still like the scene, but at the same time, I was just like, what the fuck? And then he just conveniently goes off the ship or off that uh, crater, whatever, crater. into that crater. And then it's right to where he needs to go. Very convenient. Yeah, very. <laughs> and they just drove off. They're like, uh, we'll just let him go. Yeah. I, why don't they go after him? If they really wanted it. They didn't think that they were going to land that shit if they're just floating. I guess. It was cool, though. I, it, the scene was cool. It just when I was thinking back on it, well, what the fuck just... Why weren't why didn't they protect this dude better? Yeah. I wish they would have explained some of the world building stuff like that better. I didn't, I just felt I could suspend belief for a lot of it. Yeah. Get stuck in a or it's set in a future that's different. different. Yeah, that's different. So I didn't think it was that big a deal. 
Man, yeah, I, I think that one was the big one for me. And then the rest, yeah, I didn't really care. Like, I didn't care that he jumped on a fucking shield and flew through an <laughs> asteroid field back. That one didn't bother me as much. But yeah. That one bothered me more, for sure. Because really? he was speeding up as he was going through the asteroids, even though that would slow him down. If he was getting, if the front of it was getting hit with stuff, that would decrease his velocity, you know? But for some reason, he was speeding up through that shit. Like it was a boost, like a Mario Kart boost for him. Yeah, so, it definitely. I can't even. Power. It probably would have slowed down, yeah, because you'd hit something and then they would take your energy. And a little bit. like grabbing onto the fucking spaceship that's probably oh my god hurtling at thousands upon thousands of miles <laughs> per hour. Yeah, It'd probably just smush him into a bug if it, you know, or his arm would fucking break off or some shit, man. Yeah, when he just he uses air goggles <laughs> yeah. and then he just sends himself at it. No fucking that shield should have been more fucked up for sure. Oh yeah. But yeah. whatever, dude. That one that one didn't bother I don't know why the <laughs> land the fucking moon rover shit did. Have you guys seen Apocalypse Now? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it all the way through though. Oh. This was I don't know, to me I was it's like a space co- a copy almost of Apocalypse Now without the fucking war overtones in it it was literally identical so the the main character is going on this quest to find this almost mythological person they're narrating it over the entirety of the story they get stuck so in apocalypse now he gets put onto a a, what do you call that it's called a pbr that's what it is it's like this boat and it ferries him up the river and he gets stuck with this crew and the entire crew dies besides one dude and then he gets (laughs) stuck and then in what's it called in ad astra he gets stuck on the spaceship yeah. with that crew and they all die. I mean, that was, oh, that, was another, fault. that was another part. That crew was in, so fucking incompetent. Same idiots. Yeah. <laughs> dude, no, literally, but same thing with Apocalypse Now. Like the entirety of the crew is a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Like everyone on the boat is a bunch <laughs> of idiots. And then there was like this one line and I was like, well, honestly, I was sitting through the movie and I was like, where? This is so fucking familiar to another movie I've seen. And then he said the line, what was he thinking? Because he was talking about his dad. Um, Roy was talking about, or Brad Pitt was talking about his dad. Yeah. What was he thinking? What did he find out there? And I swear to God, that's a word for word fucking quote from Martin Sheen in Apocalypse (laughs) Now. He literally says, what did he, what was he thinking? What did he find out there in the in the jungle or something like that. Should I watch that movie? Damn, I'm going to watch that movie oh, now. No, you 100% have to watch it. You'll be like, what the fuck? The voiceover is just like Brad Pitt. It's like about, you know how Brad Pitt's talking about his emotions and what he's trying to suppress or what he's trying or what he's feeling. He kind of has his own therapy with those machines. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm talking about when he voiceovers. Like he, okay, the narration. Yeah, the narration. I didn't like the narration. That was one of my critiques. Watch Apocalypse too. Now. You'll get it. You'll get it if you watch Apocalypse Now. And then fucking, oh, what else? There was just so much, dude, that paralleled it. And and the scene where he was fucking stuck in space or where he's on his final voyage from Mars to um, Neptune. It's all trippy and shit. And that's his last kind of, what do you call that, hurdle before he he finally finds his dad. It's kind of the same thing with Martin Sheen. Right before he, he has to cross this bridge, but it's under attack. And it's just fucking trippy mayhem, chaos. And it is like the exact same type of vibe. Just fucking, you know how it was, it was blurry double camera visions. It's the exact same thing, dude. 
Yeah, just in his head. He's yeah. supposed to depict him just losing his kind of losing his mind over three months of yeah, yeah. solitude. No, Dude, that yeah. would suck. It's like, and that's kind of what Apocalypse is now is. It's the, as he goes further and further into the jungle, he descends deeper and deeper into the war, and shit just gets wilder and crazier. You know, it's like as he gets yeah. further and further from Earth, he just loses himself even more and gets more distant and more lonely. I don't know. You guys really should watch it. I was tripping balls. I was like, "What the fuck? This is the same <laughs> thing." <laughs> I did. I did see. Uh, I swear, I saw like a review say that too, or something that they it definitely felt inspired by Apocalypse Now. But I'd never seen the movie, so I had no clue what the actual connection would be. Yeah, no, I, I know. I thought that. everyone would have seen that. So when I got home, I fucking looked it up at Astra Apocalypse Now, and I saw. Yeah, I saw. I think the review you're talking about, but I didn't see a lot else more on it. Yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna have to watch that one. I mean, now I know the whole movie, but it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've only seen. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to like point it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That, that's what I was gonna say though. Is the narration for me that felt like a studio kind of plug-in because as this movie was filmed back in what October two thousand seventeen, so over almost two years ago, and they had to do reshoots and shit, and that felt like one of the things that the studio said, "Hey, you need to kind of explain this more," but. A lot of the narration for me felt like it was something you could have figured out just by watching the movie, kind of what he thought. And I thought that the parts where he does his debriefing or whatever, his psychic evals, I thought that would have taken the part of him having to do the narration. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, it felt, I don't know, that, that was one of my critiques too, is I didn't really, there was some narration that I thought I was okay with, but some of it I was like, we don't need this. It would, it would add a whole nother layer of solitude if you don't have that. Yeah. Just making him feel, and I think, Brad Pitt's acting was so good that you could see the emotions on his face. You could already tell yeah. what he was thinking, you know? It made me feel lonely, dude. Yeah. I was lonely as fuck watching that movie. It made, it made me want to call my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, dad, I love you. <laughs> yeah. So for me overall, I'll probably, as you guys are talking, think of more stuff. But overall, I thought it was solid. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Like I've seen a bunch of reviews calling this shit a masterpiece. I'm like, dude, what no. are you fucking talking about here? It's a good space movie. And I would say anyone should watch it once just for even Brad Pitt's acting and the cinematography. Yeah. But I don't think I'll watch this movie anytime soon. I don't nest, I don't see it being a big Oscar contender in my opinion, but we'll see. It. I mean, the other people... It's not like I'd recommend it to my friends. Be like, dude, you need to see Ad Astra. No. You know? If they asked me about yeah. it, I'd be like, yeah, it was good. Well, if you if you like space movies, I'd still say yeah, go see it. Yeah. And I still think it's a pretty good movie. I, I yeah, not a masterpiece, in my book. Yeah. Okay, I mean mm-hmm. they already made Apocalypse Now. That's the masterpiece, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it is though. I guess. So, what do you guys think, Ross? You want to go next? Yeah, sure. I mean, we we had a pretty open discussion. We talked about most of it, but I really like the beginning. It started off super and in, just intense and visceral, and with him flying down through the atmosphere, that was a really good touch of him losing control, him not being able to stabilize because the atmosphere is too thin. Yeah. And that really set it up. I was like, all right, this is going to be a super accurate movie. It's going to have a lot of attention detail. Kind of faltered on that, but... (laughs) And then they had fucking crazy chimps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that whole part was really intense. It was good. Um, Shout out to Liv Tyler, Aerosmith's daughter. She had a whole. She needs to stop dating astronauts, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first Bruce Willis, <laughs> and now Brad Pitt. It was Ben Affleck, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, it was Ben Affleck. Oh well, Bruce, wasn't she Bruce Willis's dot? I can't remember. Yeah, what movie is that? Armageddon. Armageddon. Fuck. Not a great movie, but yeah, you want to talk about a movie that like science is way fucking off? That movie. They land on a fucking asteroid. <laughs> I mean, that is possible, but oh, dude, come on! Armageddon is the most ridiculous. Yeah, that movie's wild. Yeah, I like the beginning a lot, and then I would say probably the be- the beginning, and then some parts on the moon and some parts on the Mars. I re- really liked. You were saying the cinematography was great, and just how they're using the lighting to convey the Martian atmosphere was amazing, and how they drained all the color out of the moon shots and just made it really look like there is no atmosphere, there is no color there. You know, it was the moon. They didn't yeah. make it like black and white at the same time, but they made it really realistic and plausible. Yeah, for me, that's why when there was parts that were slow, I was okay with it just because of the shots yeah. that they were showing. I was like, this is fucking sweet. We're just great to look at. That I shot think. where they're passing the fucking, the earth. Yeah. He's like, look at the big blue marble or little blue marble. I was that's like, that is a sick shot. It makes me want to go to the moon, dude. And that'd be trippy as hell. I'd be tripping balls, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to go to the moon one day. It would be amazing. Um, Yeah, what else? I said most of this stuff. Oh, another thing. Kind of nip. It is pretty nip, nitpicky, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, couldn't be. Couldn't have a review without one. What I know. It? For real, Ross. Come on. <laughs> lay it on us. All right. Um, they were talking about how Neptune is close to the heliopause in the solar system. But actually, the heliopause. <laughs> it's blatantly wrong. The heliopause is over twice the distance from the sun that even Pluto is. And that's not even the edge of the solar system. So the heliopause is just the start of the edge. And then there's thousands, thousands, a huge, vast distance. And then you get to the, oh no, the heliosphere, then the heliopause. And then the heliopause is the edge. And then beyond that, you enter the interstellar medium and then you're out of the solar system. But yeah, that was just a little nitpick. Come on, dude. (laughs) No one's going to know that. I did. He kind of lost me two sentences in on that one. <laughs> I was watching it. And I was like, fuck this. You pause and spheres and fuck, you're gone. Hey, what do you guys think about the ending? I forgot to ask you. So I, I was talking to some of my coworkers and they didn't like that it, was, it wasn't this whole alien aspect to it. But for me, I thought that, that made it way more realistic because yeah. it's just, yeah, we're alone out here. There's not fucking nothing. He lost his mind thinking that this is he was going to find some shit out there. I like that aspect of it. Oh, it felt really? different. I thought it would have been cliche if there was an alien out there. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to go and donate to some type of save the world or save the earth foundation or something. Fuck, dude. This is all we got, man. <laughs> yeah. There's like, not going to be shit out there that we're going to reach for real. Yeah. I liked how it focused on the human aspect. Not saying that there are 100, not 100%, but 99 point like infinite nines percent that there are aliens out there but the vast the distances the nearest solar system the nearest star to us centauri a is 4.2 light years away so the vast distances that you have to cross to get to there to other aliens is just ridiculous and that is what makes us so alone yeah didn't they confirm this year that they have ufos didn't the government confirm that shit so there's definitely something yeah they did i don't know if <laughs> confirmed but the, yeah, I, I swear saw, to God, they made a statement. No, that, I saw that too. When are you fucking all tinfoil hat on these bitches? No, because I'm remember, not. I'm not being. T- I'm only saying no. this because <laughs> the legit government said, "Hey, there's these UFOs. We don't. We don't know what they were. They released footage of just ships that were like 
standing still in the air, two of them, and then they just dipped. Yeah. I don't know what happened to them. Because it was from the flight recorder of those two F-17 Raptors, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if the government is saying this shit to me, then I might listen. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. You're going to have to send me a link, buddy. Yeah, I will. <laughs> it was right when they released all that shit about how Hitler was... Loki alive. alive too, yeah. Dude, talking about Hitler, I have some mice in my fucking house. I'm about to take a page out of fucking Hitler's book, dude. Got yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Quarantine and kill. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> Fuck those mice up, I guess. Dude. Get those boys. Dude, yeah. they came into my room and I saw some on my windowsill. I was like, fuck. They're on my bed. So washed everything. <laughs> They're tough to get rid of. You're gonna have to do that, honestly. Dude, I cleaned real. my house from top to bottom. I was so pissed. That was that St. Paul life, man. Yeah. Dude, fuck me. They're just coming out of the fields, dude. Yeah, actually, though. Yeah. That shit's better than cockroaches, man. You got cockroaches? That blows. When I was fucking, when I was out in uh, Taiwan for those couple months. Ew. Yeah. Daniel's oh, place no. had fucking cockroaches. Nasty. Foul. Dude, you could smush them and eat them. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Protein, no, baby. <laughs> people eat that shit somewhere. That's fucked. Yeah. Nasty yeah, that's guys. Wrong, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back on uh, back on the movie. Luke, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was good too. And the fucking <laughs> cinematography was wild. I don't know. I already said, yeah. I just, the whole movie, I was like, this is flipping apocalypse now. And then, I don't know. I didn't have really anything bad to say about it, but I'm with you, Zach. This is a one-watch movie. Yeah. It's good, but it's not anything crazy. I haven't seen before. I don't see myself watching this again, unless it's just on TV or whatever. But I mean, I don't even have cable <laughs> it did give me all nostalgic about earth i'm like damn i love this place man yeah when we, he was fucking in the comfort rooms and he was seeing all the birds and stuff i'm i was thinking geez i really take this kind of stuff for granted yeah, yeah for real just being out in nature all the time you don't really realize so you know what's crazy is this is the only place only place like that for light years in any direction there's no other planet like this. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I think I would recommend it to people just because I want to keep seeing original ideas. And maybe if just, you know, I want to keep seeing people to try new ideas. And I do think it's worth the watch once. After the movie was over, this dad sat up with his kidney. He's like, well, that was probably a little slow for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and the little kid's like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> the marketing for that movie definitely gave off a different kind of vibe. That is what they showed the space. They showed him falling out of the sky. Maybe they didn't show that in the trailer, but they definitely showed the space uh, pirates and shit. And that was the only clip they released. So I was thinking, oh shit. Pirates, yeah. yeah. I thought so, it was going to have to do a. I going into the movie with the trailer, well, before I saw a couple of reviews saying it was kind of slow, but before that, song, seeing the trailers, I thought it was going to be a lot more about war over resources and stuff on the moons and these different colonies and I was like all right I'm excited about this this could be really cool but it focused on that dude's dad so we'll focus on this character yeah yeah, yeah. well I was should have said it's focused on him trying to find his dad yeah it's a it's a story about a character like a, so was it going through what is it using the medium of space yeah I can't remember what I wrote in my tweet <laughs> a gorgeous meditation it was gorgeous it was it was, it was. <laughs> you said that like, I remember there was parts in the movie where I was like, damn, that, I remember saying it out loud, like, that is sick. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that too. Or not you saying that, but just thinking <laughs> yeah, that. Thinking that shit, yeah. yeah. Sorry, any, anything else on this? Mm, not really. No. 
Just good. What we got next? We're gonna review Joker. Joker. That's the next movie. Probably yeah. do a pot oh, in between that. Fucking hyped for that. Okay, so that's it on Ad Astra. So we got reviews this or ratings and reviews this week. We got one review. Shout out C Martin four two four. Thanks for reviewing the pod, man. Um, if you want to leave us a review or rating, go do it on iTunes, Apple. Oh, sorry, what is it? Apple, not iTunes anymore. Wait, it's not Apple, Google, wherever you can leave a read a rating or review. It helps a ton, guys. Um, follow us on Twitter at Not a Movie Pod at Culture Crave. If you're a Marvel fan, at Marvel Facts, Game of Thrones at Thrones Facts. We got all those pages. Follow us on all that yeah. shit. Shout out to Julian. Shout out Julian Gallegos, yeah. j5music.com. It's our producer. What else we got? So we're going to review Joker next. Well, no, probably do a pod in between that. So we're going to do probably another news pod some point this week. Then we'll do Joker once that comes out. Go see Joker. It's getting a lot of fucking controversy for whatever reason. A lot of good reviews, though. Joaquin Phoenix getting Oscar buzz. I'm excited for it. Hey, I'm very excited for this. Yes, sir. That's going to be a good take. Yeah. And what else, what else we got? Anything else, boys? No, I think that's it. Later. <laughs> All right, we out. Later. Peace.